When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. And it's a very good morning to you. If you're just waking up to us for the first time this morning, thanks for your company. Phil Davis is alongside of me on the McCafe menu, our official coffee partner, Paul Marsh from the AFL Players Association. Lots to discuss with Paul. He's going to stop by live in the studio with Tony Clark, uh, who's in charge of the MLB Players Association. He's going to stop by as well, one of the more powerful uh, associations in world sport. Lots to discuss there. He's a magnificent player as well for 16 years, if you don't mind. So lucky to have him in the country and in the studio with us. Simon Kadic from the SEN cricket commentary team. Uh, very smart cricketing mind is Kat. Xander Maguire, the latest on Taron Thomas after he broke the story on Channel 9 last night that he's facing fresh allegations and he'll be called into AFL House today to face the integrity unit. Uh, the old man, I keep promising you this Tony Modra story. I hope it lives up to how much I've been pumping it up uh, because he didn't answer our calls yesterday. He's at the dentist, um, if you don't mind. So um, we'll see if he answers this morning. Brett Phillips with an Australian Open update after the Demons stormed into the third round. He won 11 straight games against the world, number 41, if you don't mind. So he's flying and questions without notice. Phil Davis is alongside of me. So the news yesterday, Phil, in relation again to Taron Thomas, that he has been called into AFL House amid fresh allegations of domestic violence. These claims are developing. North Melbourne released a statement last night confirming that to be the case, but didn't provide any further details. So the AFL have requested that Thomas meet at AFL House today, according to Nine News. Now, he spent much of the 2023 season bouncing from controversy to controversy, really, um, before he came back and played the last 12 games of the year. I was, I don't know, I was really strong on this 12 months ago. I was actually going back and reading some of the things that um, I had written at the time that he faced more allegations at the time, but it was on the back of a whole, hope of, a whole heap of stuff. So he was stopped by police with, and driving with a suspended license during the Kangaroos Christmas break last time. There was another driving charge in 2022 as well in the lead up to this. Then there was all the allegations that he was facing um, and the club eventually sent him away after some strong pressure. The, the club initially didn't, didn't act as strongly as what I thought they would um, and they were slow to do so. Eventually they, they sent him away to do some homework, it's about as basic as I can put it, to do some homework on how to treat people. Now, they then announced that he hadn't acted in the way that they thought he would and they weren't ready to welcome him back to the season yet. So this was from March 24. Taron Thomas has been again stood down by the club, this time for failing to meet required standards of improvement in his respect and responsibility education program. Um, this is Todd Viney, the Kangaroos general manager of football, said that he had more work to do uh, relating to his respect towards women. Uh, Thomas was told not to attend training on Thursday after he failed to meet satisfactory 
standards of the education program that he had been completing with the club for the past eight weeks. We're here again, Phil. What happens? Yeah, I guess the hardest thing is that these are serious allegations and we've got the balance of innocent until proven guilty, but now there's a track record of allegations. For me, this this is one of the biggest things in football is he's such a, we talked about yesterday a little bit in terms of, you know, injuries when you're doing something that's not football, but then he's obviously an incredibly talented player. There's no doubt about that. But you one thing you can't beat a football club is hostage to talent. Mm. You have to have things that are bigger and that's and culture. Do you think they have been? Well, I think it looks. Do you like, think yeah. if this was a if this was a lesser player, or a lesser talented player, they would have been gone at least twelve months ago, if not so? Well, I think they would have traded at the end of last year. Yeah, I don't think you would have hung around because this this thing just doesn't help the narrative around the football club. If you take away the seriousness of the allegations and put them to something think purely football, you, you just can't have this distraction. You have to be a very very settled club to be able to absorb this kind of. Uh, circus that's going to be around you for a long time and it, and it keeps following one player and it's not there's no sign of improvement if it just keeps coming back up back up yeah he's got lots of ability like he's probably in their top five most talented players Taron but for me uh, it comes to the point where the picture is bigger than this and mm. I would be like this is this is unacceptable it's distracting and yes we've got to support him but support him on the way out and from a different position yeah, and I mean the, the the thought is always with with the victims. You're right; it's it's an allegation. Um, we don't have any details surrounding it, but when there's been multiple instances over multiple years, you think there's a significant issue here that the club has acknowledged and the club has clearly tried to put the work into him, work that they wouldn't have put into lesser talented players. I, I don't believe. Um, but they've been far too supportive, I reckon, of, of Taron Thomas. Now, the danger period for him was always going to be the off-season. I don't know whether these allegations happen in the off-season. We'll wait and find out if Xander can provide any more information for us. But it is time. I, I said this time last year, I don't think he'll play for North Melbourne ever again. Now, they've been more supportive than most clubs, I reckon. And Jai Simpkin spoke the other day about how everyone is sick of losing and everyone wants to go in the same direction. They look like a hungry group. They look like they're fit and, and ready to go and want to start improving as a footy club. Well, it starts with weeding out serial offenders um, like this. And, and as always, uh, the thoughts are, are with the alleged victims in this. North fans, what should happen? Are you, you sick of it? And has the club been far too forgiving of a player they essentially sent away just to do some homework and then welcomed him back for the last 12 weeks of the season. And we are here again. Max Gorn spoke on Triple M yesterday. He gave the latest update on star midfielder Clayton Oliver. He's had his challenges, especially over the last couple of weeks. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we, we all just want the best version of Clayton possible. Mm. Um, if that is being in and around the football club, then come tomorrow and we'll have um, the best time ever. If it's not, if it's to have a bit of time away and work mm. on himself... Um, I'm also supportive of that. So Absolutely. Right now it's in other people's hands a lot smarter than me and um, hopefully we get him back soon. Hey, how hard is it when uh, you, you know as a player and your club knows that every time you face the media, you're going to be asked about this one issue? Yeah, I, must, I was thinking about that before with Taron too, but as like a leadership player, having the same thing come up over and over again, whether it be in meetings or the media, 
it does become like fatiguing, but also like you have to handle it to the due amount of respect and you can't just dismiss it because there's such serious topics, but you just get over it. You're just like, it's just a continual topic. Let's just talk about something else. So like for me, you get training. Does it, does the club train you on the responses that they want you to keep? Yeah, you get like, you get a, a email at the start of every week with what we think the key topics are and themes are, and then specifically, you know, for the example, the client one, it'd be like, you know, Max has probably thought about this so many times that he'd get a call and hey, you're on Triple M, are you all good with what you want to say about Clayton? Okay, blah blah. Or you say no. What do you think I should say? They'll give you some tips, and away you go. Um, but it depends on your comfortability in terms of the reading and what you want to say. So Max is very polished, but you do you get fatigued, and I look at the whole. Clayton Oliver thing and I'm just like he needs some space he needs to work out what the best balance is because we obviously know he has some mental health challenges and if football is getting in the way he needs to take some time away and Melbourne need to give him you know the, the space to do so because this is, seems far bigger than football at the moment mm. and he needs to go away and work on himself I saw him at the end of last year and he looked exhausted when I when I saw him and I was like you mate you need a break um, so we, we wish him all the best now so footy becomes a little bit trivial and the win-loss becomes trivial as well. But how risky is it that an issue as big as this with, with your star player who's, you know, there's going to be cameras always clearly going to be asked about it every time, threatens to derail a season? Or is that overblown? Because we often hear, you know, a coach's future can be distracting to the players or issues outside of football can be distracting to the players, which leads to poor performance. Uh, there's a lot of people with the slides on Melbourne this year and, and they think it is going to be a factor. I think it'll be a significant factor. But uh, is that talk overblown, do you reckon, Phil? Because when you're out there chasing the footy, you're not thinking about Clayton Oliver and what he's going through. But day to day and week to week, it does become monotonous. And, and No, it definitely does. And this is why I'm really big on remove ambiguity. So if, you know, Cal Ward did his knee 2019, arguably our best mid, he was out for the season. So you just put that in the book. He's not coming back. Mm. But when you're juggling players, are they coming back? Are they not coming back? What are they doing? What's he doing? Is he going to be at training and that? You're actually making like so many decisions as you go that that is disruptive. So like having a set of information that you work off and that sort of um, clarity and surety, I think, stops that. And so for me now, I'd be like, all right, Clayton's going away. It's going to be at least 10 weeks. And you don't have to release that publicly, but as a player, like, okay, I'm, I'm not expecting to see Clayton anytime soon. I'm mm. doing this, this, this. All right, the mid, like, for example, like the real basic, like, okay, well, who's going to be our best center bounce chair now? Got Jack, got Christian, but now who's the third? I, I think that's what I always wanted because once you've got the information and it's concrete per se, you can make alternate plans and you buy into those plans. But when you've got a suit, it's like, for example, if I was playing at the Giants and Toby was like touch and go for a month with a sore ankle, Every week, like, I hope Toby's back. I hope Toby's mm. back. And there's that little letdown. And well, how did you deal with it? He missed six weeks for touching an umpire. And that, yeah. was, a, that was a big topic. No, that was big. And it hurt us at the start of 2022. You'd argue that a few of our early games, if we'd had Toby, away we go probably. we probably win because we need a bit more goal kicking. But at least that was, we were sure of that time frame. Like, it's disappointing. And, you know, by the time you get to week four, like, we just get, got to get through two more weeks and we get Toby back. So... That's probably the thing for me that with all this is if you're not clear on what the plan is while he's not there and how long it's going to be within reason, I think that can create a distraction. A mm. uh, lot of comments coming through off the temper text. Clearly, if you want, if you want to have your, your respectful thoughts on a couple of sensitive issues and how the club should handle them, 
and uh, yeah, I think I'm clear on on one of those ones. I mean, how many second chances and third and fourth chances can you get as a player? We'll, we'll wait and see. Of course, all allegations at this stage, but there's been many, many allegations in relation to Taron Thomas. A lot of people suggesting that I'm kicking north when they're down. Well, I think it's a big topic. I think it's the topic of the day that we have to discuss. If you want to do so, if you want to give us your thoughts, please do. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Maguire was the man who broke the story on Channel 9 last night. We'll find out whether there's been further developments and he'll give us the absolute latest information uh, in relation to Taron Thomas and North Melbourne. And SEM Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. On this 20th anniversary of SEM, we'd love to hear from you. You can join in the conversation with us and Xander Maguire to join us next.